Your life is an opportunity. We live deliberately, relentlessly pursuing our goals. We don't settle for mediocrity. We work towards greatness. We are mindful of the process, but we demand results. We embrace our role as leaders, and we lead by example. There is no finish line. We are leveling up every day until the end. We are real men doing real work and getting real results. This is the path to excellence. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Path to Excellence podcast. Myself, Anthony, and Jeff, today we're going to be talking about important topics, things that really mean something in the world, how we can help men become better, better fathers, better husbands. We're going to lay it all out there. Today, we are talking about a hot topic, something that we see growing. We see this um, degeneracy, this dysfunction taking control of the world. And um, right now, it's it's all about protecting kids and whether that's the transgender movement, uh, kids identifying, not knowing who they are, what they are, you know, there, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of suffering that's happening and it, it doesn't need to. So we're going to talk today about bringing families back together, right? The family values, um, having parents connected with their children, having dads playing the, the masculine, masculine role, bringing back the patriarch. Right. Having a system in place where kids can be kids in the home. They don't have to go out and look to their friends or their peers to to tell them who they are. We're going to focus on building within the home. We're going to focus on values. We're going to focus on principles. And uh, I think it's going to be a good conversation. Absolutely. I am glad we're talking about this topic. Um, I'm glad to have you especially on it because of uh, your depth of knowledge and research into parenting and raising children. Uh, it's a it's a tough topic to discuss because so many people are dug in on their ideals and what they think is right. But, you know, there is right from wrong. And ultimately, what is right is protecting the children. Uh, you see a lot of things where even politicians want to put in place methods so that children can make permanent decisions about their lives when they're young. And that is the most pressing issue to me. Um, stuff like it feels like we've lost common sense sometimes. And you see some of these things and we have the tendency to let it consume us and get angry and run off the rails. And that's not the proper response. The proper response is to dig in. How can we do this the right way, affect change, um, get people to, to think differently and to think properly um, with protecting the children overall is number one. Yeah, no, hundred percent. So I would say <laughs> you brought up the politicians. So I'm going to have to hit on that real quick. We, we have this, um, mis misbelief or this just wrong way of thinking that we can put people in power and they're going to do what's best for us, even when it doesn't work, right? It's, they can't take our guns away. Um, they can't transition our kids and we, we don't have control of our own lives. We don't have control of our children anymore. We don't have control of our rights. And I think that needs to be the pushback, right? The pushback needs to be freedom. It needs to be Liberty. Let people do what they want. Um, so when, when I think about this topic right now, there's, it, there's a, a mass movement towards it, right? And, and we were talking earlier, there's, there's always been this, this pull trying to get kids away from the, uh, the home, the family, right? We had the hippies back in the seventies, you had into the nineties, it was goth. And now you're seeing this movement of identity. You're good. 
All right. We hear some dogs in the background. We're going to roll with it. There are dogs in Anthony's house. He's got like a million. We got, we got a lot of animals. Absolutely. But so going back to what I was saying, right, there's, there's this movement where kids don't know their identity. They don't know what's going on. They have no sense of self. And I think it's nearly now uh, 40% of Gen Z's, they, they identify in this category, right? The LGBTQ plus. And to, to me, it's, it's not that we should be focusing on um, what's wrong with the kids. We need to be focusing on why did this happen, right? Why do kids go and join gangs? Why do they get influence from peer pressure, right? Why, why is that connection and stability not present in the home? And again, you brought up the political side of it. You go back and you look at welfare programs. You look at the single mothers, the, the problem and issue we're facing with fatherless homes. There are no masculine role models in the home. There's no fathers who are present and showing up, right? It's, it's, it's obviously at the lowest point in history. So we, we have to look at those things if we want to say families are important. Uh, we want to protect kids. Well, who's the greatest protector of children? It's men. It's fathers. Right? Without fathers in the home, kids are susceptible to being victims. Yeah, 100%. And obviously, kids today aren't the problem. Kids are just a reflection of society. And it is interesting to look back. You know, when I was in high school, if you if you wanted attention or you felt unpopular, you wore a black trench coat and, you know, you, you went goth or something or something along those lines. And now it does seem to be that if you are lacking some attention in some cases, not all cases, but in some cases, you might turn to non-binary or LGBTQ stuff. Um, and it seems to be promoted almost as a good thing. So there's a weird, weird, um, distinction between gender affirmation and gender promotion, like gender confusion promotion. What prompted me to even want to discuss this topic, even though it comes up all the time is there's a bill in California right now where they're trying to make gender affirmation or the refusal to do it, uh, as a means to take custody during custody disputes. So if you have an eight-year-old boy and you split with the mother and the boy now is saying he's a girl, if you do not encourage and fully affirm that he's a girl, they call that abuse. And that is the bill on the table. So um, it, it's really troubling to read these and think about the situations of a father potentially wanting to help their child, wanting to not have them make permanent decisions as an eight-year-old, and yet that being used against them, that very wanting to help them, wanting to protect them, that being a tool that the government can use against you. It's uh, it's concerning. Yeah, no, it's definitely more than concerning. So <clears throat> I would say, you know, you know, again, this isn't entirely about transgender, the, the identities. What it's about is who has control of our life, right? So if we think about the bill that you just said that's being proposed, why why do people keep going to the state to the government to tell them how to live right this, this is we need to get away from this and it's weird because people's brains <clears throat> um go in all different directions when you talk about these topics so i talk a lot about corporal punishment not spanking your kids and a lot of people push back they say no you, you got to discipline your kids you got to be tough on them the world's going to take advantage of them you have to make them strong and i say well you're actually damaging their brains as they develop and you're violating their property rights as a human being, right? Their, their body is theirs. So this is a basic fundamental principle we need to understand. 
that a child has a right to their body. You do not get to physically strike it. You do not get to smack them, spank them, or abuse them you know, with physical discipline. Once we understand that, then we can understand, well, maybe we don't have a right to, to take a child and have them get surgeries that are going to physically alter their body, whether that's gender surgery, circumcision. Maybe we should stop hitting, mutilating, and chopping up little kids. And I guarantee you that we would be living in a different world. You would have a lot of kids who are growing up who wouldn't be focusing on what identity they are. They'd be focusing on, I'm a kid. What do I need to do to have fun? What can I do with my dad today? What can I do with my mom? What are things that I value and I can be proud to be a part of instead of this identity that they want to escape everything, right? So children develop this concept of personality based on the adults around them. So if, if we live in a world where adults are constantly stressed, they're too traumatized, they're too preoccupied to even see their children or hang out with the children, their child's going to develop a limited sense of themselves. They're going to have what we call the false self. It's, it's going to be a personality, a, a um, identity where they will do whatever they can to be accepted. They're going to shut themselves down. They're going to show people what they want to see, whether that's an abusive parent. So the kid is agreeable and nice and, and well-behaved. So the parent doesn't attack them or whether it's a peer group who says, hey, we're this identity. Why don't you come with us and we'll accept you? This is what we're doing to kids. And, and that's how we we fight this madness. You started off that um, mini rant, which I enjoyed, um, with the macro solution. And that's always the macro solution is freedom, freedom above everything always. And that would solve all the problems. But people people seem to be going in the other direction. Uh, a lot of people want more security than freedom. You know, COVID was a great example of that. They preferred the government. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger said, fuck your freedom like during the middle of it. So it was coming from everywhere. People want to trade their freedom so that someone else will save the day for them. And that's where we go wrong on the macro level. But then in the micro level, I think you just confuse the hell out of a lot of people because they're like, wait, 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 wait. Gender surgeries are bad, but spanking is good. I do spanking for the benefit of my child. So it's funny when you when you actually look at all together, because I agree with you, you know, I, I am not in favor of spanking or any corporal punishment. Um, the circumcision, I, I've... It makes sense to me, like, why are we doing that? But I haven't dug that deep to that. But um, we, we do have an expert speaker coming to the Mission of Excellence who's uh, <laughs> done a documentary on the circumcision part. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think a lot of people are now confused by the spanking. Spanking is good for you, but gender affirmation is bad. Like, why is that? Why are they the same thing? Well, this is the, the confusion, right? Keep people divided. Keep them confused. Feed them uh, misinformation and they won't worry about things that are important or they won't focus on things that are important. They'll be worrying about all the nonsense. So to bring it back into the political sphere a little bit, you, you have people who will say, we want the second amendment, right? It's my right to bear arms and I want to protect my, my life and my liberty. And then other people say, no, well, guns are dangerous. You can't have that. So we're going to try to get the government to take that away from you. <clears throat> then you have the opposing side will say, well, I should be able to smoke whatever plant I want. And the government, if I'm not hurting anybody, the government shouldn't tell me what to do. But then the the other side, you know, the right will say, well, you need to go and, you know, we need to send guys with guns. We're going to throw you in a, in a cell and we're going to take your, your freedom away because we don't want you to smoke that. So you have this insane push by each side to, to fight each other based on taking freedoms away from people. 
if you have a society that's built on this what, and you are a kid being raised and, and brought up in this dysfunction, of course, you're going to be confused. Of course, you're going to be conflicted. Of course, you're not going to know who the hell you are because the adults that you're surrounded with are completely insane. Nobody wants self-ownership. Nobody wants control of their life. Nobody wants freedom anymore. You know, we, we can go back to the, the founding fathers, the American Revolution. Right? We, we fought the, the biggest empire in the world over a 3% tax. Nowadays, we let the government tell us everything that we need to do. They take our income every week. They, they rob us blindly. And if we disagree, there is a threat of violence that they will come and get us. They will take our money, take our property, throw us in jail. <laughs> and it's not even the government anymore. I mean, even having a conversation that's going to be public where we share our opinions on um, gender affirmation and the issues of the day, uh, people get real concerned about cancellation from institutions, financial institutions, maybe their job if they're, they're a corporate employee. Um, the overreach has gotten extreme and i think the example of drugs and guns and both sides just trying to take freedoms away that that is what it comes down to we're back on the macro but that is it but let me take it back to the micro because this is something that happens a lot i hear the discussions and parents are concerned about their children who are living normal lives having a classmate that decides they're non-binary in third grade or second grade even and how, you know, now their own child is is kind of aware of things that are going on that didn't go on when I was a kid. So since I didn't have to deal with it as a child, I have to invent the method to deal with this, answer the questions of a brand new issue that parents didn't know they were even going to be facing when they decided to have children 10 years ago. How, um, how would you explain it to a small child who comes home and said, my friend um, a, who was a boy is now a girl? The Path to Excellence podcast is not just meant to be listened to. You got to get involved. Jump in the Facebook group, Path to Excellence, our private free Facebook community, which is your look inside of the fraternity of excellence where we're doing the work. Join Path to Excellence on Facebook today. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good question. It's a tough question. Um, and I, I know a lot of parents, a lot of dads are facing those questions, right? It's it's common occurrence right now. I, I hear it all the time, actually. Um, you know, talking within circles of of dads and and figuring out the best way to navigate these things. So, if you go back to what we were saying before about the the goth, the the grunge, the the hippies, right? Um, there's always been this push for children to, I guess, break away from the parents and and go to the collective. That's nothing new. So in my home with my kids, right, I, I teach my kids about freedom. I teach them about self-ownership. I teach them about virtue and living with principles. I also teach them to be kind, to be able to help people, take care of yourself so you're strong enough to help others. Um, when these issues come up in my home, we don't look at anybody, whether it's a, a, a punk rock dude with spikes and bones through his nose or a kid who says, I'm, I used to be a, a boy, now I want to be a girl. We don't really look at them and judge, right? So we don't, we don't have an opinion either way. What we do is we talk about what we value. And I think that will focus more on the positive, right, than the negative. And the, the best way I can describe this is we've all seen the infomercials um, where they, they say, oh, a dollar a day, you can give water to a, a child who's dying, right, from 
malnutrition, starvation. You can one dollar a day will help them. We don't we don't look at those people and say, oh my God, they're fucked up, they're bad, they're poor, right? Oh, they're they're disgusting. Keep them away. We say, how could we help? How could we help people? How could we put ourselves in a position where we're actually shining a light on a dark subject? Right. And a lot of people will take that as opposition. If I say my my truth and I say that kids should not be harmed, I don't care who's doing it. I don't think that kids should be going to church and the churches should be trying to change them from not being gay. I don't think that kids should go to um, a surgery center and people should be harming them to to get their you know top surgery so they can go from a girl to a boy. And that doesn't change no matter who's running the insane ideology who's submitting to the craziness um so it, to, to me when you have those conversations one you have to be honest two you have to you have to be able to have a bond and trust with your kids when when you say things to them they believe it they understand it because the trust was built prior if if your kids are questioning what's going out in the world and you don't have a connection with them and then and they ask you and you're like oh those are just crazy people they're, you know, they're fucked up. What is that going to solve? It's, it's not going to help your kid. It's not going to help anybody. 100%. Um, and, and what age do you think you, you start talking to them about this freedom? Because I, I actually think I, as far as you talked about the freedom concepts and you own your body and you make these decisions and try not to be influenced by outside forces. I mean, I try to speak to that pretty young, but what, what age can you try to start educating them on that? I, I think you start from the moment they're born. Um, so it, it's even if they don't understand language, you can teach freedom, right? You can you can teach these principles early on. Um, if you look at a little kid who's has a toy and they're playing with a friend and they don't want to share, right? Most parents will come in and be like, oh, share with your friend. Don't be mean, right? So they, they shame and guilt them. I teach my kids, no, that's their toy. It's theirs. They can share it with whoever they want. I'm not going to force them to give a toy to another kid that they don't want to. And people be like, oh, well, you're, you're teaching them to be selfish. No, I'm teaching them that that's theirs and nobody gets to take it unless they say, yeah, I will share with you. So these, these might seem like insignificant ideas or concepts, but they develop character in your child, right? So the same thing is in, in the fatherhood circles, right? And on the fatherhood Zooms inside the fraternity, I talk about um, when you have family come over and they're like, oh, give grandma a kiss. And if my kids were like, no, I don't want to, you know, grandma smells funny. She's weird. I, I feel uncomfortable, whatever it may be. I don't force them to give affection. This sets boundaries, right? We, we, we don't teach kids boundaries and to stand up for themselves by breaking them down. We teach them boundaries by allowing them to navigate world, the world, have ideas. And, and you know what? Maybe push back sometimes. Maybe, maybe my kids tell me, hey, you know what, dad? I don't want to mow the lawn. Okay, that's your preference. You get to have that. I'm not going to force you. I'm not going to make you. I'm not going to guilt you. And you got to stick to it. I love your argument and it's built on logic and I can see how it leads to positive outcomes. But I can also hear the other side being like, my child doesn't know any better and I'm not going to allow them to disrespect my mother who you know taught us to respect our elders and you know, he's six years old, just like he can't make a gender decision. He can't make the decision to not give grandma a kiss. I know better than them. I have to encourage him some way. Is it the difference between encouraging and forcing? Is that the major issue? 
Um, well, I think encouragement is obviously better than enforcing, but I, I think you have to give yourself time as a parent to teach these behaviors. So if I, if I'm good to my daughter, I want her to be good to me. Right. But if she's not, if she's rude, if she's mean to me, I don't go and try to change her. I have to look at myself and say, what behaviors have I created in myself that's making her act this way? Because ultimately I have influence over her. Right. I'm her parent. I'm her dad. So I, I think a lot of people, they, they miss this and they're always focusing on changing the kid. Right. Kids are mirrors, man. They, they will show you how messed up you are because they they mimic, they parrot, they they build their their um, their image of who they are based on what we show them as parents. So I would say, you know, and, and this might this might sting a little. But if you have a child who's going and being drawn to the crowd, right, to the gangs. You have to look at what you've done to make that happen, not blame everybody else, not point fingers and be like, oh, it's the school system. It's the government. It's the, you know, the, the um, TV shows with the drag queen shows. And that stuff is all there, right? If, if your kids are going towards that, you have to think about what you're doing to facilitate that in your child, to, to be drawn to it. So the answer in that case, I'm just thinking <laughs> practically, like I'm disappointed my six-year-old didn't want to give grandma a kiss, but I would like her to. The answer instead of saying, you, this is why you should have given grandma a kiss, is be like, I show appreciation to my elders because of X, Y, and Z. And it fulfills me yeah. to display this affection to my elders, even if they might smell a little weird. Is that the thing? Absolutely, man. So it, it's, it, and you can apply this to anything. So if, if grandma and grandpa come over, you show them love, you give them hugs, you talk to them, you, you talk to them the way that you want your children to talk about you. Right. Mm -hmm. And you, you model the, the behaviors, you model the examples, and that's all we can do because again, it goes back to, and, and this isn't, it's not a hundred percent all the time, but if, if your child is apprehensive, if, if they don't trust people, if they don't, you know, people who are family or even friends, right? A lot of that is ingrained in them because of you and you have to address it, right? So instead of keep continue to push and force, why don't you encourage? Why don't you influence? Why don't you persuade? Like do things that actually work. And we, we get this concept everywhere else in the world, bro. Think about the, the free market. If, if you open up a restaurant, you... You make sure that there's value. You make sure that people trust you. You make sure that the service is good. The food is good. So people come back and they willingly, voluntarily want to go to your restaurant. If you waited outside and you grab people and you said, you got to eat in my place, right? I got to make freaking money today. This is how it's going to be. Nobody would want to go. Nobody want to be a part of it. So we understand it in the real world, but we don't apply the real world principles in our home. I feel like some people do want to be told what to do and thrown into the restaurant. It's it's weird if you observe their behaviors, but let me take a, a slight turn because I'm thinking about a specific situ situation, a specific scenario. Say I'm a kid in Portland, Oregon, or um, I don't know, somewhere in California, and I'm 14 years old, and I think I know, like, I don't, I don't like that these ideas are being pushed on me. However, if I don't go along with the line of like, you must celebrate and affirm gender or LGBTQ or just promote it, you're chastised or your teacher doesn't like you or you feel like you're persecuted for having a view similar to ours, similar to many adults. 
um, who seem to be minimized. Like, how do you how do you combat that if you're stuck in that as a 14 year old kid? I don't think we have many 14 year old listeners, but I'm sure we have uh, parents of 14 year olds that might be in that situation. Well, so there there comes a line you have to cross, right? It's it's teaching our kids to stand up for what they believe in, and I think if you're a parent or if you're a dad, especially, right? If, if you're constantly submitting in your own life, if, if you're around shitty people who are abusing you, who really have no empathy at all, right? Who, who can't put themselves in your shoes and understand what you're going through. They don't care. They're narcissistic. They think the world revolves around them. Um, obviously your, your kids are going to see those behaviors. And I think if you, if you take a stand as a parent, as a dad, and you start to push back, you start to speak your truth. You stop hiding. You know, we, we've talked about this many times. Your kids get that same sense of confidence. They understand how they, they understand about how the world works a little bit. So sometimes when they're in those spots, they'll say, you know what? My dad taught me better. I'm, I'm going to speak up. I'm, I'm not going to let people push me around. And you can make it about transgender, um, you know, the ideology, ideology that's going on. But I will say that my kids, even in school, you know, there's been conversations I've had where teachers yell at them and they're like, oh, you're disrupting the class. Shut up. Do you want to go to detention? And I tell my kids, nobody gets to talk to you that way unless you if if you're talking to a friend or you maybe. Yeah, maybe you disrupted the class. You you messed up. That's OK. But nobody gets to demean you. Nobody gets to treat you like crap because they're upset and you need to stand up for yourself. You need to say, hey, look, teacher, don't talk to me like that, please. I, I don't accept that in my life. My parents don't scream and yell at me. You're not going to scream and yell at me. It's it's just drawing a line. I guarantee that is a, an extremely foreign concept to a lot of people. But think <laughs> about the outcomes. The outcomes are that teacher might might grade you more harshly, but years later you grow up empowered and you draw lines and you have boundaries and you hold your head high because you used another important word before. It was submitting. There is a submission everywhere. Uh, there's submission about. You know, I had a choice. Do I want to make a podcast talking about gender issues? And I had to consider, like, is it worth it? Or like, what is right? Do you do what's right? You know, um, do I worry about the opinions of the unreasonable and the ramifications from the unreasonable? Or do I think about the one guy who might hear the message and say, okay, now I understand. It's about setting your own example. You mentioned a number of times, how do you teach kids? It's what you do. And they'll follow your example. And if you think really hard, about the kids who, you know, you look at them and I admire the young men and women they're becoming because of who they are. Most often there's something I admire about their parents too. And it doesn't happen by accident. No, no, it definitely doesn't. So but on I'll the flip say- side, you know, you also do see some kids that overcome um, weak parenting and somehow strong. And that's, that's incredibly impressive when I see it. I, I wonder how it even happens. They have how, something how rare is that though? It's true, but it happens actually. I was watching um, the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary on Netflix, which was interesting for a number of reasons. Uh, the second time I brought him up in this call, but um, he had mentioned his younger brother uh, died in a drunk driving accident when he was 25 solo. He was driving drunk and he said, what doesn't kill you made you stronger. He's like, it killed my brother and it made me stronger. That was his conclusion. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think for every story you hear like that, there's tens of thousands that go the other way. Right. There, there's kids who were brought up in dysfunctional homes, abusive homes, um, just poor living conditions, and they they don't make it out. Right. They become addicts. They become criminals. Um, 
I, I think there's enough evidence to to support that argument. And you know, go, going back to the, the whole reason for this, right, is um, we were talking about submission, talking about kids not being who they <clears throat> really are, and I think it comes down to authenticity, right? Allowing kids to to be who they truly are. And this might sound like a mixed message, right? Well, what happens if my kid really thinks, you know, what my son really thinks he's a girl? <laughs> well, are are they really capable at that age to make that decision, right? We we don't let kids have, you know, sex. Um, it's it's whatever, you, you know, the rape laws, right? I think it's 16 or it might even be 18. Varies by state. Yeah. They can't vote um, at a certain age. They can't, you know, drink alcohol. They can't smoke cigarettes. So we understand that they're in society. We understand their brains are not ready for these big decisions. They can't drive cars at a certain age. But now we're saying that, yeah, they can. They can do these things. They can chop off body parts. They can go join a gang. They can. They can do these things because, just because, right? There, there's no logical reason. So, going back to the the root cause is we, we have to understand that our child in these moments, they're asking themselves, right? Am I going to be authentic and be rejected by my parents or should I re reject myself and be accepted by my parents? That's the main thing, right? That's what starts it. That's what fuels all this. They learn these behaviors early on and it's about being real. It's about being authentic. Um, and that, that the only way that can happen is if the family is, sound, if the family's stable, if the kids have a safe place to go to, right? Not a safe space, a safe home. If they can go home and dad's not screaming and yelling, he's not stressed out because his job sucks. He hasn't had sex in three years with his wife and he's taking all his garbage out on his kids, yelling, screaming, hitting, spanking, whatever, whatever you want to list, right? The, the million and one atrocities that we commit against children. If that stuff doesn't happen, kids have a safe place. They have a safe home. It's their stability, there's enjoyment, there's love, there's connection. That's how you fight evil. Yeah, I think the father being strong enough to also not sweep issues under the rug, like, okay, this gender affirmation stuff is happening. My kids are all confused, but um, maybe my wife doesn't want us to discuss it or come across as anti-LGBTQ or anti-transgender. So therefore, we say nothing, we step on eggshells, and we bite our tongues instead of talking about what's right. I think that's a big problem right now. So many people are unwilling to have a conversation that might be uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, think about that. So remove transgenderism and put any other thing in, in, in place of it, right? Say, if I said, um, you know, Nazism is really bad, right? They're, they're killing people. And you'd be like, oh, you're against Nazis or you're against Hitler. I'm like, no, I'm against people who fucking murder people, who kill people. That's what I'm against. I don't care what title you call yourself and you put funny hats and clothes on, right? If, if you're wearing a clown wig or a Nazi hat doing Nazi salutes or you're, you're wearing rainbows and Ukrainian flags, I don't care. That shit doesn't matter to me. It's, to me, that's just all image, right? It, it's a sales gimmick. I mean, mm -hmm. you, see it all, you see what goes on in, in the retail, right? Everybody jumps on board and they promote shit because they want to make money off of this small-minded bullshit that's going on. So I don't, I don't care what you identify as. What I care about is how you live your life. If you're harming other people, right? If, if you're using violence to get what you want. And this is, you know, people don't really understand this concept of violence. If you go, you're going to be a part of the, the political machine, the political monster. And you're going to say, I'm going to go and vote. And my vote is going to say that you can't have guns. 
and I have guns, guess who's coming to my house with more guns to fucking come kill me or take my shit? That's imposing violence, inflicting violence against me. But you're not fucking man enough to do it, so you're going to go into the system and you're going to have the government come after me and take things away from me. If there was no government, I know that's far-fetched, people, the, the laws we have would not be in force because people would say, ah, I don't want violence. Just let people live live their lives. And the crazy thing is, you can apply that to anything, whether it's gun control, whether it's um, you know the the transgender laws that are being passed. If people want to go live that way, if if they want to mutilate their kids and they want to do all these crazy things, it doesn't affect me. I I have no say. Will I speak up against it? Absolutely. But they are free to go live their lives, just like I would want to be free to live my own life it's crazy hearing your example because you're just thinking well if there's no government there's no one there to protect the kids and the kids must be protected and then here we are in a situation where the government (laughs) the government is actively enabling um prevention of you being able to protect them by in some cases what california wants to do is taking away your right to even see them unless you don't protect them or if you actively lead them in the wrong direction so it's a uh, it's crazy times right now. Um, I don't have much more for today. I think it's a topic that we'll yeah. revisit at some point, just because it involves so many issues: um, freedom of your own thought, uh, standing up for what's right, speaking the truth. It, yeah, it, it all comes together, and as usual, freedom trumps all. No, I could definitely hit this for hours. I have so many thoughts going through my head, but we will end it right. <laughs> <laughs> So if you want to find us, we, we got, we're all over the place now, man. We're growing, we're building Path to Excellence Facebook group, Fraternity of Excellence, private men's community, where we talk about real shit, man. We're doing real work. We're getting the results. Men are improving their lives. And uh, that's what this is about. Fraternityofexcellence.com, the results of someone who comes in wanting to be more, wanting to achieve more, the results are staggering. So check it out. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to today's Path to Excellence podcast. Join the free Facebook community Path to Excellence and then head on over to fraternityofexcellence.com and join now.